We are back with another episode of the Deep Woods Pursuit Podcast. I'm Ryan Bailey, and I have with me, as always, Nate Green and Jansen McCoy. Fellas, how are y'all this evening? Good, Good, man. How are you? I'm getting along. It's uh, inching closer and closer to season, and I'm excited and, and ready to to get after one. I know uh, Jansen's urban season came in, was it last Saturday? Yeah. You were on call, so you haven't got to go yet. Is that right? No, I'll probably get everything ready to go. I, I mean, if I get everything in the mail, I got some stuff ordered that was supposed to done been here, but it ain't yet. So if I'm ready, I'll go this weekend. If not, no rush. I don't have any anything crazy big to hunt anyway, so I may go this weekend and shoot a doe if all my setup's ready and whatnot. But if not, I'll wait until I'm ready. I don't want no need to rush. So me and me and Nate have, oh, let's see, a little over forty-eight hours. Saturday morning, we can get kicked off, and I will be there, uh, Lord willing. I don't think Nate's quite ready yet. I know he's waiting on a new bow to be set up and that good stuff. But yep, I had to order some new modules. Or they got to get a hold of the guy to order the new modules because the ones they sent were the wrong ones. So that's always fun. It happens. That's why you can't wait till last minute. Yeah, I know. I'm usually that guy. Same. Well, I am super excited about this episode. We've been talking about it for, I don't know, a week now. It seems like it's been tough to get everybody lined up for this one. Uh, just scheduling conflicts and things come up, and uh, which is understandable, especially this time of year. Everybody's busy, but... Today's episode is going to be um, a would you rather question episode. What I mean by that, we're going to pose some questions to each other. Um, everybody's going to kind of give an answer and you'll understand it as we get going. And we may try to keep this up, guys. I think it may be fun depending on how it goes tonight. Once we have guests on, we may even put up a little miniature version of this and, um, uh, kind of run and when we have a guest run them through a series of questions at the beginning or at the end of their episodes what do you think about that I like it yeah, that sounds good so without further ado um hopefully i'll have a few questions right down but i've got i don't know maybe 10 and we may not get to all of them but we'll start it out um and i kind of gave y'all a heads up on this one just so you can kind of be prepared for this uh kind of how the episode was going to go but so starting out would you rather 160 inch typical or 125 inch with a six inch drop time so you're in the stand 20 yards to your left 160 inch 10 point typical frame no kickers uh and to your right 20 yards is 125 inch gnarly buck with a six inch drop time jansen let's start it off with you first of all i knew you was going to ask this question it seems like every time you're in town we have this debate um i'm gonna go 160 typical all right nate what you got 
I would have to say I would have to say the 160 typical as well. I'm I'm a good clean. I like the good clean look, even though I'm not a. Now I, I think it opposed. would be more interesting if you would have said 160 typical or 160 with garbage. Yeah, that's yeah, a different true. question though. <laughs> that's what makes I, would, I would definitely have a different answer. <laughs> I. I don't know. I'm kind of torn, but I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm with y'all on this one. Uh, 160 typical. I think I'm right about the same. My next question kind of goes along with this same one, so I'll go ahead and ask it, and we'll we'll get the numbers a little closer. How about? Okay. So you're in the stand to your right, 20 yards is 170 inch with a 10 inch drop time. And 20 yards to your left is a 200-inch typical. Which one you shoot? 200-inch typical. Tough. Hey, Nate, was your answer change or stay the same? I don't know. I think it would have to change. I, I, I'm more of a – more. Of, I, I can't talk tonight. I'm sorry. I like more of a clean look usually just because I don't like a lot of trash. I mean, even though I'm, I haven't come close to killing a deer with a lot of trash, but, uh, if he, if he was 170 and had a 10 inch drop down, I would probably be hard pressed not to pull the trigger. Oh, come on, Nate. 200 inch <laughs> typical. That's uh, me. I, whenever you, you say know the... how hard it is to get 200 inches. Oh, of I know. I know. That's whenever you say the number two hundred, that gets me fired up for some reason. I just I don't oh, know. I can't on. turn that one away. I I'd take either. Absolutely. Oh yeah, my beggars ain't gonna be choosy, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I'd have to think. I, of course, in that situation, I probably wouldn't be able to think straight anyway. Either one of them, but I don't know. I'd I'd be hard pressed to pass up either one of them, like Jansen said. Like it. All right, Nate, you got a question? Yeah. Um, would you rather hunt big game in Africa or Alaska? Alaska. All right. I'm going to say Alaska, too. That's a, that's a consensus, I believe. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind going to Africa, but Alaska just seems a lot more – would be a tougher, more rewarding hunt, I believe. I mean, Africa has it's a target rich environment. I mean, you exactly, can yeah. Shoot all kinds of things. The experience would be unreal, but Alaska, I mean, that'd be amazing. I've never really got overly intrigued by the African stuff. I know there's a lot of people that really get into that, but I I was talking with a guy that's actually been to Africa the other day and I was telling him, I said, Man, I Maybe it would be different once I was over there, but I've never, honest to God, I have never had the desire that, like, some of the animals maybe kind of interest me, but a lot of them, I'm like, Man, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really have. Yeah, I don't have a, a urge to shoot a zebra or something like that, but, like, a kudu or something like that would be cool. I actually right. had the opportunity to go. Um, someone backed out my old neighbor. He went all the time and 1200 bucks and you like, unlet, there's no tags or anything. 
and he was sharing pictures and stuff and so it got kind of sparked my interest i wasn't able to go but i think it would be cool now i have a close buddy that's a guide in alaska and he invited me just to get started to go and film a hunt for like a brown bear and then he said you you know you can shoot like a a black tail or i can't remember what exactly it was you know for free just to get my feet wet and then uh possibly down the road try for something better but i haven't haven't done that either maybe one day the, the other thing with africa is like the guys i've talked to it is seems to be really hard to get your trophies back over here like it there's a oh, yeah. really long process yeah, yeah. if you're talking involved. about the if you're talking about the same guy i know he's still yeah. waiting on his stuff i think yeah he's he's been for a couple years now and still hasn't done doesn't have any of his animals oh wow so it's kind of kind of hard all right jansen hit us with one would you rather hunt the rut in iowa for a week or the rut in new mexico for bull for a week iowa 100 percent yeah, I'd have to go. I'd have to go with uh, New Mexico to kill an elk. I think the way it's so just, hard to draw to in Iowa. I mean, that you can't. There's not a wrong answer with that one, but I don't know. Iowa's a dream hunt for me, honestly. Me and you both. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I actually have a friend that that lives in. Oh, he lives in Arizona now, but he guides in New Mexico. And uh, he's invited me to come out to hunt coos deer. And uh, I haven't been able to take him up on it yet. But hopefully in the next couple of years, I'll get out there. Those jerkers are tiny. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they don't call them gray ghosts for nothing. You kill a 100-inch coos deer and you've done something. That's a Yeah, that's a really big coos deer. His right. wife actually passed up on a really nice one the other day. Really? Season's already <laughs> yeah. in for them, I guess? Yep. All right, so you have to make this decision for the rest of your life. Uh, Would you rather hunt mornings for the rest of your life or evenings for the rest of your life? Only can do one. Evenings. I'd have to say mornings just because I've had my most buck activity in the mornings. That's funny. I've killed... Let me let me think. I've killed eighty percent of my mature bucks in the morning, but I would still have to pick evening. I would pick evenings too. Um, I don't know. The only reason I say that is, especially early season, up until the rut, evenings always seem to be better, and you've got that crowd out there that. There's some people that are die hard. I don't step foot in the woods in the morning till October 25th. There's some I, people I just, that are like completely yeah. against hunting mornings early season. I right. just feel like the, the window of how good morning hunts are compared to the window of how successful you can be in the evening. Evening is way bigger. Yeah, I, I would pick evenings. And most of your setups that you set up on, 
I mean, depending on what part of the country you're hunting in, your access is tough if you're hunting food sources and things in the morning, whether it be early season or any part of the year. You, you a lot of times you bump out deer when when in the evening you could just go in. So I, I would have to I would have to stick with the evening. But I love my morning hunts in the rut. Yeah, in my in my situation, I literally have one property that I can hunt, and oh, maybe two, but one that that's my prior primary, and it's a better morning place than it is evening up until late season, and then it gets more evening activity. <clears throat> All right, Nate, you hit us with another one. Mm, I had it, and then I lost it. Would you rather? Okay, this one's kind of. I guess it could be a, a not a, not a serious question, but would you rather being being able to hunt with a celebrity? Would you rather hunt with Waddy or uh, Jim Shockey? Waddy, Waddell, all day. Absolutely, not, not, no questions asked. <laughs> Absolutely, no, no Jim Shockey. No Jim Shockey's legit though. Like, yeah, I I would sure. like to hunt with Jim Shockey in like Saskatchewan for big bucks. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, on a moose or hunt. Bear. Or bear moose, yeah. But a waddy would just be a blast to be. It'd in be camp so with. fun. Oh. Yeah, I went in the bow shop yesterday, and they were playing some old episodes of Bone Collector, and uh, it was. I can't even remember what deer it was. It was a deer on his farm. It was like a ten-year-old mature buck that was starting to go downhill, and he uh, he took him out, and he was just being Waddy, you know, and I was like, man, I'd love to hunt with him. Just because he's so, and too, he's so down to earth. Like when you go to see him at the shows and stuff, he, he is uh, one of the most nicest guys that you could talk to and takes the time to talk to you. Unlike some that we've encountered that won't give you the time of day. He is a, Waddy is a real tree guy and Jim Shockey's a mossy oak guy though. So that I'd have to give Waddell a hard time. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right, Jason. I guess this isn't a would you rather question, but it's, it's kind of is. So you have money's not an option. You can go anywhere in the world to hunt. Where are you going and what are you hunting? Oh, that's a tough one. That's very similar to a question I've got on down my list. I'm going to say if money's not an option, I'm going somewhere out west, probably Colorado for backcountry elk. Like I'm riding horses in, putting camp up, walking a long way with a bow, spotting stalk big rocky mountain elk i like it i'm gonna have to get to new zealand with a bow and kill red stag oh that would be awesome i had that opportunity you know that right yeah but Eight yeah that, that's, that's that's my dream hunt me uh let's see I don't know. I think I'd have to go back, even though money is no object, I think I'd have to go back to the Alaska hunt, go do like a, maybe like a month backpacking trip or something, 
and just go kill a brown bear, a moose, whatever else I could get my hands on and do some backcountry fishing and stuff like that. Some salmon fun. fishing and stuff. Oh, yeah. I like it. All right, this one's not really a would you rather. Again, this is more of a rest of your life choice. All right, and we're talking about only deer hunting here. So not talking about turkeys, only deer hunting. I know what this is. You got one weapon you got to pick for the rest of your life. <laughs> you got bow, crossbow, rifle, shotgun, or muzzleloader. Nate, what you got? Well, I'm going to stick to my trusty, dusty 270. Nate, I mean, Jansen, what you got? I'm going with Bo. I am too. <laughs> I like that plus and personal. But if I was going with a gun, it wouldn't be a 270. It'd probably have to be a 30 out six, but we won't. That's a debate for another day. 300 short mag, big guy. Can't beat it. All right. Nate, you got any more right now? Oh. Uh... I don't think so, right off the top of my head. Oh, you can think of one. Come back, circle back to me. All right, be thinking, Jansen. Give us one. Mm. I've got more because I wrote notes. <laughs> okay, this is uh, this is one kind of like the one you just said. For the rest of just deer hunting, what method? Are you hunting deer? Tower blind or, or ground blind? Saddle or lock on? Or saddle climber? all day. Saddle. Yep, saddle all day. I haven't got comfortable with my saddle yet, so I'm going to say a ladder stand or a blind. Or a ladder stand, more likely. What was your answer, Jensen? Saddle. It's been like once... I was just talking to somebody from Trophy Line the other day about it, and I have only one, maybe two, I can't remember if it was one or two evenings when I was in Ohio with you. That's the only two times I've sat in a tree stand on the corner of that cornfield. Yeah. Um, that's the only time I've sat in a stand since I've had my saddle. And I think with saddle hunting, once you get comfortable – with your setup and what you're doing, you forget all that there's another option. I've always been diehard lock on, like don't have to worry about nothing, go and set up, but I don't know. There's just something special about saddle hunting. That's just different. And I love it. It's so hard to explain. And it's so like, versatile. Yeah. I've tried to explain it to local folks here that don't even really know what it is. And everybody's like, man, you're crazy. I'm not getting in that thing. But, like, when I started, and I was a little bit skeptical at first, I guess, but once you get in it and start doing it, it's, like you say, it's so versatile. I'll give you an example. So, a property over here, um, I'm literally a couple hundred yards from it right now. I bought a $30 set of 20-foot ladder sticks, and I've got them strapped to a tree, and that's all that's out there. It literally cost me $30 for that setup. When I walk in, I wear my saddle and I have a pack and my bow. That's it. I climb up those ladder sticks, put my platform down. I'm ready to roll. On the flip side, uh, if I start seeing hot sign 
uh, on another piece of private that I got here in our county. When I go there, um, if I find hot sign, I take four sticks with me. I'm up the tree, platform down, ready to go. It's like it works anywhere. Especially like when you come here to hunt Ohio. I, I, you know, you don't always have the means to set up lock ones, especially when you come. It's usually peak rut. We may go glass for an evening and it, it's so much easier to say, you know, we've watched this corner right here and it seems like all these deer funnel on out of this one, you know, patch of timber coming in to feed in, in the evening. When before, maybe two years ago, before this saddle thing took off for, for our team, it would have been, okay, are we going in at 3 a.m. and setting up lock-ons or are we going right now or how are we going to do this? Are we going to wait till noon tomorrow and then go set up when you don't have to do any of that? You can just say, well, we'll just go in at normal time like we was climbing in a tree stand that's already there, hang, our, hang your saddle, and you're done. It's, it really was a game changer for me on stuff like that, like it moving around, changing spots, um, it, it was a game changer. It really was. Like, the property that I hunted the last day when I was in Ohio with you last year, um, that was really when my eyes opened even more so. We went there the day it was raining. We're able to put a stalk on two different bucks. And then we saw that they were chasing does there pretty heavy. So the next morning when I went in, I literally found a pine tree. I never could have hunted a lock on out of it. I only, I think I put three sticks is all. I was probably 15 foot off the ground, but it was so much cover. So many pine limbs around me. I could shoot the entire field edge, the little bottom that I was sitting over. And I was ready by the time the sun came up. It was, it would have never been able to happen without the saddle well you think the first year you came here when you had the 165 at 40 yards you would have tagged out that year if, if you would have had a saddle absolutely the the because, ladder stand you i was know, in, just sitting in the stand one or two times it would have been over with yeah i really do believe that i really think that we would have made adjustments and i may have moved uh farther down in there and it would have i think it would have changed things but and I, I can think of a ton of instances, you know, even further back for, for since I've been hunting where if I would have had the saddle, I could have been way more comfortable being mobile rather than go somewhere to another farm and pull a lock on out or take a big bulky climber in there and risk bumping deer. It's just, I know we veered off topic here, but it's a game changer for sure. It is. All right, we'll get back on track. So, mechanical broadheads or fixed broadheads? You can only shoot one the rest of your life. Nate, what you shooting? Oh, I've been doing some research lately, and I think I would go with fixed broadheads cut on contact because you're not going to have that much of a risk of a malfunction if bands don't come off or if it hits a bone or something. It's going to it's going to give you more of a pass, pass through, I think, in my opinion, than the research that I've been doing because I've switched from or am making the switch from mechanical to fixed for that reason. Just because of the 
everything that is mechanical can fail and it will fail at one point in time or another. And I don't want it to fail on big nasty that I'm fixing to take down. Now, are you going to shoot the DK force that you bought last year from NAP? That's more of like a hybrid has the two fixed blades, but also has the mechanical blades. That is possible. And I've also been looking, I was talking to a mutual acquaintance of ours, uh, Mr. Tellez today. And he's been shooting these. Uh, they're older. I think they're they've been out for a while. They're called a Rocket brand. I'd never heard of them until today, and uh, they look pretty nasty too. They're called Rocket Psycho CBs, I think, or something like that. So I may I may lean that way. I'm actually talking to him about building some arrows now. Gotcha. Dancing, what you picking? Wait till later. Uh, I'll be a hypocrite if I said look, fixed and then continue to shoot mechanicals um <laughs> I, I would take either i mean the obvious choice would be something that wouldn't want to fail but i i like mechanicals and i don't like mechanicals in the same sense if that makes sense i understand the risk you're taking but i also understand the reward you could have if your shot placement is good so i can't choose either way i mean i for, for the rest of my life fixed i'd have to go fixed but i am shooting mechanicals this year are you shooting kill zones kill. or what are you shooting this year kill zones and in my defense i've, I've never seen a kill zone fail yeah the as far as design in my opinion kill zone in a mechanical kill zone is in my personal opinion the best design um that has the the least chance of failing if you if you do some research on how they work and stuff i've I think every other option. every other ones I've shot have failed, whether it be at a target or a deer, they've failed. But I've never not I've never seen a, an AP kills and fail. Not saying it couldn't happen at the first deer I shoot at this year because it it can happen. Right. I'm I'm going fixed. Um, and again, I I understand what you're saying about being hypocritical because up until. Uh, a couple months ago, I had only shot mechanicals primarily throughout my hunting career. Um, but I am shooting Magnus Stinger Buzz Cuts this year. And I have been very happy um, with the results. actually shot them earlier this evening um, in a broadhead target just to make sure they're flying exactly the same. And after following the, the Ranch Ferry's guidance, and I've talked to him a pretty good bit here lately after talking with him a good bit I, I bought in and and did it the way he said to do it rather than just screwing fixed blades on and going out and shooting them in my regular era setup i did what he said um and i got perfect flight out of them so i'm i'm pretty tickled thus far nate you come up with another one yet yeah, I think so. Uh, going back to the kind of like the saddle question about setup and stuff and where to set up, would you rather set up on a food source or bedding area? That's one of the questions on down my list, and I'll I'll edit it to fit mine as well, and we can kind of keep it as all one question. So the way I had it wrote was um, field edge or food source. Um or thick woods. So same concept. Um, go ahead, Jansen. I'll let you answer it first. 
Uh, time of the year plays a big factor into this, but overall, I'd have to say betting. So, I thought a lot about this question when I wrote it down, and I don't know. I'm I'm super torn on this one, but so if I have to choose it for an entire year, I'm gonna say field edge or food source, and the reason I'm gonna say that is early season. I feel like food source. Um, if you can catch them on their summer patterns, food source is a great option. Um, and then late season, same way. I don't know. And then even during the rut, if, if you get, if you get does coming to a food source, the bucks are going to follow. Um, and I just think it, it gives you the best opportunity all season long. Nate, what's your answer? I, I have to agree with you on that because I've patterned my deer at my spot. Like I said, I've only got, unfortunately, only got one spot to worry about. And for the past three years, I've had the same the same pattern pretty much consistently with my does and, and uh, things of that nature. So I know that those bucks are going to be close by. And if I'm not hunting, I don't really have a field edge. I have a food plot and then thick woods. So I can uh, – go either way with the thick woods and the, the food food plot field edge food source but um the majority of the time i have those those deer pretty pretty patterned throughout the the season that i can count on to be there in one or two spots which is either the thick pine thicket where we went squirrel hunting earlier this year or the food plot there so i would say definitely the food source because they're in the there's some wide oaks also back in that area that hold a lot of acorns usually so i can count on either one of those to be the spot i need to be in the only reason i would pick bedding is that food source is going to be there at 4 p.m 5 p.m or 10 p.m when it's dark so i like my chances in the thick stuff for more daylight activity throughout the year rather than a food source and if you take bait pile away from that and you don't have, let's say, a food plot, I feel like your chances are even higher in, in the thicker stuff as far as daylight activity and mature bucks. I would agree with you there. If you take away For sure. if you take away food plot or even bait pile, if you take away both of those and you're telling me I'm just on a field edge, I, I would definitely change my answer. Right. And the way corn is this year, at least around here, and might be changing that answer anyway. It's through the roof. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're, we've got about seven or eight minutes if we're going to stay on our normal 30 minute time frame. So, um, Jansen, do you have any more wrote down that you really want to get to, or do you want me bust out a few more? Uh, you can come back to me. I'll, I'll think of another one. All right, this one can be quick. We're talking about whitetails specifically. You got to pick one state to hunt the rest of your life. You can only hunt one state. What's it going to be? Nate? Uh, I have to go circle back to our answer from earlier, Iowa. I would, I would like to hunt Iowa for the rest of my life. Jansen? Iowa. Uh, Hometown boy picks the hometown state or, or right next door. 
Um, I don't know. I thought about this one a lot, and I kind of changed the now, question. Now, do, do, the, do the Iowa rules apply? Iowa rules like, apply? Are you a resident of Iowa? Yeah, are you a resident of Iowa, or do you have to? Yeah, we'll say you're you're a, you're a resident licensee wherever you pick. So, like, you, you don't have to draw. You don't have to get preference points, anything like that. Definitely Iowa. I'm still picking Ohio. I would pick Iowa if we're talking just whitetails. So let's change the question just a hair. And now let's say you have to pick one state to hunt the rest of your life, period, for any game. What state you picking, Nate? Mm. I don't know. It's a good question. I would say maybe like – uh, Nebraska because they have a lot of turkeys and a lot of deer so that would, that would probably make me happy if I got to hunt Nebraska for the rest of my life Jansen Kansas Kansas any particular reason uh, just different turkey species alright uh, so that, that's where big that's where my answer comes in. I'm picking Colorado, and here's why. No, they're not necessarily oh, known for giant whitetails, but you got whitetails, mule deer, elk. You've got Rios and Easterns. So you got two subspecies of turkeys. As, as I'm the, changing my answer then. I thought we were just talking about turkey and deer and whitetail. I picked Montana then. That's not a bad answer. Because I want, I want to hunt elk, mule deer, the Milk River, Montana, like you see on Real Tree Monster Bucks. Yeah, Montana. I like it. All right, we got about five minutes left, so we're gonna bust through. I got, I got two more on my list, and they're most, they're kind of quick. All right, we'll just go with those two and talk good. All right. So. Would you rather have a 100-acre farm in Kansas that you owned but you still had to work your regular job where you live now and you can only go when you could get off or that sort of thing? Or would you rather have one entire season off every day of the season from September all the way, for your sake, Jansen, all the way to February? So would you rather have the 100-acre farm in Kansas that is yours or would you rather have an entire season off? Nate, go for it. 100 acres in Kansas. Oh, Jansen, go ahead. 100 acres in Kansas. Nate, what's your answer? I completely and totally agree with that statement. I'm I'm taking the entire season off. Um, What? Yeah, absolutely. You're crazy. You don't get to keep the 100 acres forever. Like, it's only good for the season. Oh, you didn't say that. Oh, that's what I meant. I was going to say that you're crazy. Yeah, then I changed my mind. Yeah, same. I'm talking if it was mine to keep <laughs> forever. Yeah, you only get the farm <laughs> for like, the, a year. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to specify that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, you can go to. I'm not saying it could happen, but you can go to Kansas for one week, and if you've got the right the right 
uh, land and the right stuff going on, you kill a monster and be back home. But I would definitely take the whole season. If, if we're talking like that, I would take the whole season off and hunt every day. All right. Final question. Would you rather have $1 million cash money tax-free or a 250-acre track in the Midwest, your choice of state? Jansen, go for it. Hell yeah. Nate? What did he say? Did he say the million? He said the million. Uh, the responsible thing would be the million dollars to pay off some bills and stuff, but seeing as that land is prime, I'd probably take the land. Yeah, but if you had a million dollars, you could buy the land. Yep. <laughs> I'm taking the million true. dollars. And then you that still have money that I'm taking the million dollars. I'm paying off all my debt. I'm going to buy probably a 50-acre track in the Midwest. And then I'm going to invest the rest and try to live off the interest for a while. He's going to dump the rest into Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> or no, he's just going to buy a dozen more heirs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that pretty well wraps it up. We're uh, uh, trying to stick to our time frame. So. That was fun. It was, and I, I I stick to what I said at the beginning. I think we need to do this more often. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that's a pretty fun topic, pretty fun way to to go over it. So, well, let's close it out in prayer real quick, and we will get off here and get back to the house. Father, we thank you, Lord, for another day of life. Lord, we thank you for this time together where we can have fun and discuss things that. You've given us the great opportunity to enjoy, and we just ask that you be with us throughout the season and keep us safe. If it be your will, Lord, just let us be successful. Uh, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all have Amen. a good night. You too, man. You too.